Welcome to the Scary Basement. Each week, me and my friend Mikey are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this basement, which is full of cursed puzzle boxes, wardrobes that lead to other worlds, and a necklace with 2020's Demon of the Year trapped inside of it. <laughs> I'm Roxy. And I'm Michael. <laughs> All right, let's start out, as we always do, with the scariest things that happened to us this week. What went down in your life outside of this spooky, scary basement that spooked you to your bones, Mikey? Well, my meal delivery kit was late. I get one of those pre-made boxes of full meals mm-hmm. and uh, it just didn't show up, which is like existentially terrifying. Because it was tragic. just like, did I do something wrong? Did I dream it? Am I going insane? Do I have to tell my doctor <laughs> about this? But what's even worse is it showed up two days later. At least one of the meals had gone bad. Oh, gross. So it was just like sitting somewhere for two days. Is yeah. what so then the question is, have the rest of the meals gone bad? Oh, no. So now you can't, in I'm, good conscience, eat any of them without risk. Oh, I did. Oh. And do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're still talking to me right now, so I'm assuming you're still alive. Unless Yes, but I'm very ghost. sick. Okay, well, that's, that's not, not true. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing okay. <laughs> Spooking me. Well, I'm glad that they eventually showed up, at least. Yeah, I'm eating good now. What's going on in your life? So this is another thing that nobody's going to give a shit about probably whenever this goes live, because it's very time sensitive, I guess. I got spoiled for the ending of The Mandalorian just by being on Twitter. Ugh. Season two Mandalorian. I, I know that something big happened. I don't know what it is. I've been <laughs> I, doing really good about dodging I it. will not s- spoil it in any way. Just say, d- just stay away. Some people just like to spoil things because it gives them, pa- they feel powerful when they do it. I don't know. But it's just a bummer. I mean, that's the scariest thing. Those are the truest monsters. Yeah. And like, I didn't really care about a lot of things. Like, I didn't care about Harry Potter getting spoiled or anything, but this kind of bummed me out <laughs> mm. <laughs> to learn that. But, oh, well, what can you do? I avoided the very first spoiler of The Mandalorian. I knew that something cool and exciting happened with like, I, I feel like I heard somebody talking about it on a podcast saying like, a character we kind of know does a new thing. And I didn't know what it was. And then when I saw Baby Yoda, I was like, oh, it's because it's a Baby Yoda. Oh, at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. For like season yeah, one. And I, I got that surprise in the first episode and loved it. And I was like, mm. thank God I avoided that spoiler. <laughs> Although maybe I would have rather been like, not aware that there was a cool secret coming. Yeah, I mean, like, I think I had seen all the merchandising and everything. Like, I was late to it because I don't dislike Star Wars in any way, but it's never been a focus. It's never been like, I'm a Star Wars fan. It's just like, yeah, I'll watch mm. the movies. But now I actually really like Mandalorian uh, when I finally great. gave it a shot. But so I was like, yes, Baby Yoda is a thing that exists. Everybody <laughs> fucking loves him. <laughs> Boy, do we. And it makes sense. Now I understand why. But yeah, so that... It could be worse. I didn't have that going bad in my fridge, I guess, as opposed to you, or going bad in my doorstep. <laughs> the, the show you didn't love didn't spoil and make you sick? There he is. Is it him? He's here. Demon Bot's here. <laughs> Greetings, mortals. Have you watched the film I have assigned for you, or your soul's forfeit? Yes. Yes, I did watch it. Please don't kill me. Mikey, did you watch <laughs> it? <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. Okay. Don't worry, Demon Bot. Good. Good. Then you may keep your souls. For now. Please prove that you have watched the film by summarizing the plot. Yeah, so this week's movie was The Thing. What a freaking movie, huh? Yeah, it was. It sure was a movie. People liked it. <laughs> Actually, they didn't. It's one of those movies that I would always like tell people I had never seen, and they were like, um, go home and watch it. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're at my nephew's bar mitzvah. I'm 
busy. I mean, they'd understand if you were like, oh, shit, I got to watch the thing. I can't be here right now. I got to go. Oh, hey, <laughs> favorite sister. I got to go watch the thing. <laughs> Which actually, famously, when this movie came out, it was panned so terribly. Everybody, like, hated it. And then really? later it was vindicated. <laughs> hmm. One hmm. of the few one of the few trivia things I know. <laughs> but anyway, how about we uh get right into it? Let's so do it. It, this movie takes place in Antarctica, mm. which actually I guess I know two trivia things. Part of it was shot in my home state. I know that. <laughs> which is cool. Roxy, you're from Alaska. You love Alaska. I um <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I like things about it. It's nice. I'm so to happy for you in Alaska. Not be there now. I'd say that much. They got a lot of snow right now. Mm. But so this takes place in Antarctica, and the opening shot is this really cool, like picturesque landscape that is like completely white. But then you have a helicopter pursuing a dog, a very cute dog, might I ask, and shooting at it from the air as very unnerving music plays. I'm watching this movie, I'm like, do they want me to root for the frickin' thing? Is <laughs> yeah. that what's going on here? I am not on board with anybody <laughs> who shoots at a dog. I don't care how evil the dog is. <laughs> but so you have no idea what's going on. The helicopter lands. The dog goes to greet our main characters, who are all of these American researchers at the Antarctic base. They're really confused. There's these guys speaking Norwegian. They're not speaking English. So that's like another thing that I found interesting that was like, if you are Norwegian or know, I'm, I'm not sure which language is spoken in Norway. Oh. Uh, but basically it's, you would uh, know. Weegish. Weegish, of course, of course. <laughs> the mother tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you'd probably be spoiled for it, which is interesting though, because it adds another layer of like, hmm. that. I, I don't know. There's probably someone with a direct translation. If I had more time, I would have looked it up. But like, he basically tells you like, it's, it's dangerous or it'll kill you or it's like a monster or something. Right. Um, it assimilates. Yes. Which <laughs> our main characters don't know that because there's this person shooting at them. He takes out a grenade and very dumbly blows himself up. He like drops it. He looks back. He's like, oh shit. Blows Dude, up his friend who's in there. That guy is an idiot. <laughs> that is like a that is like a three stooges move. He like grabs the grenade and rears his hand back and, and like <laughs> lets the lets it go early. Like I feel like I've seen baseball players do that, and then they get immediately fired from baseball. Yes, yeah, so like I think the guy who threw it, he does he like run to get no, okay. The guy who threw it was the one who was with the helicopter, who he gets blown up, while the other guy is running chasing the dog shooting. Mm -hmm. um, until eventually he gets shot by uh, Gary, who is the station commander guy who has he's the only one with like a it's like a six shooter. I think. He has this hilarious little like he's in the base and he like busts out a window and aims with his little pistol like a goof. <laughs> and it's like this window that should be able to stand up to like horrible frigid Antarctic temperatures. And he like cracks it like it's like a sheet of ice over like. A, a glass of water like very th it feels like it's made of nothing <laughs> but yeah so Dude, he, like, can we talk about gary's eyebrows for a second okay sure let, let me know gary's eyebrows are out of control and i feel like he can use them to store rations <laughs> they're so big and they like curl up into him i love his eyebrows oh my god somehow i never really like focused on that part of him i think because he's got like a very long face he does have a long face. and like his voice is very like kind of distinct too so i kind of focus on that i guess he looks like the ghost of future past maybe he did play that so they shoot this guy they've got 
a dead body. They've got a smoldering dead body in a helicopter and a dog that seems to be confused and slightly injured. So mm-hmm. they've got like their own dogs at the base. And there's a guy who takes care of the dogs. They're like, hey, you go take care of that. And then McCready, who is Kurt Russell, God. and uh, the doctor decide to go and figure out what the hell is going on with that base. So they go over and it's like a smoking wreck. Yeah. Uh, the storytelling the Norwegian base. Yes, the Norwegian base. So the storytelling they do with that base, like just the the visual storytelling in in terms of like everything's just been lit on fire. There's a pile <laughs> of corpses. There's a guy who like barricaded himself in with an axe stuck in the door so you can kind of like surmise what had happened. So they find a dude who like killed himself by slashing his wrists and like his neck and he's like frozen and they found some other feels excessive to me. Yeah, which is like I was trying to work out like how you do that. So it would have to be wrist first, right? And then neck. But like his neck is it feels like it's coming off its his head, the prop that you look <laughs> at. Uh so who knows? Do you <laughs> think he maybe like set the knife down and like slashed his wrist and then like put the knife in like a vice clamp and then ran and jumped and so his neck <laughs> sliced along? <laughs> he's he's a very good uh gymnast. Not a lot of people know that about that guy, but <laughs> And it's very interesting the way this kind of, like, telegraphs, like, what everybody else is going to be going through at their base. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. So it's, like, a very cool kind of thing to, like, foreshadow that. And also, aside from the smoking, horrible, disfigured corpse, they find, like, a giant square block of ice that is hollowed out. It's like, there was something in here. It seems to be important to them, but it's not there anymore. What does it mean? I called it the fossil box. The fossil box. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you sometimes there's a lot of companies where you can just like order a fossil box and they'll send you a random fossil. And the fun of it is that you like don't know what the fossil is going to be. So you open it up and maybe it'll be like a Mass Effect fossil oh, or a <laughs> Banjo Kazooie fossil. I love a Banjo Kazooie fossil. You're a loot crate. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was trying to map it onto. <laughs> but like, I was like, is this clear? so they take the horrible body back to them they do an autopsy everybody's like freaked out by it there's like a scene where they're all looking at like this very well done prop it was very creepy like the practical Mm. effects in this movie are great they still stand out they still hold up like even now right so they do an autopsy on this thing which it's it's got like several heads it doesn't really make sense (laughs) the way it's formed like it doesn't I don't even know where you would start with that, but somehow it has like a normal set of human organs to make it even more confusing. They have this like disgusting creature <laughs> and then they very slowly cut it open. They're like, well, everything here know, checks like, out. Reaching in and like pulling <laughs> gross. They reach in and they're like, yeah, this is this is what I expected. Yep, <laughs> this yeah. This is what you'd want to see from a regular human. <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> So while they're investigating that, the dog has likewise been running around all over the base. And there's specifically a scene where you see someone in silhouette sitting in their room. You don't know who it is. And the dog enters the room and then leaves. And you're like, "Mm, who was that? So scary. And then eventually the dog is like running around and brushes past someone like in the rec room. And they're like, why the fuck is this dog still here? Like put it with the other dogs. So they put it with the other dogs. And the way they... (sighs) I don't know how they directed the dogs, but it's very cool how they do, like, subtlety. What do you call them? Dog actors? I was going to say great dog actors. Yeah, they were very good. Like, the way the one who is obviously, like, the thing kind of, like, stalks around, like, it's a lot slower. It feels like Mm -hmm. it's more intelligent with the way it's, like, looking at things. Like, it understands things more than, like, a normal dog would, which was very Mm -hmm. neat. And then when they put it in the pen with the other dogs... 
it just kind of walks in quietly and like sits there and the other dogs are freaked out. (laughs) Which reminds me a lot of like people I know in my own life and I'm kind of like this, but I think I've got a handle on it. Like the people who are way more intelligent than everybody are just like weird. Like, (laughs) like, I'm just like, I'm very smart and I'll go to a party and I'll just be like, I don't know how to hold my arms. Whereas people who are regular, they'll go to a party and they'll just be a person. (laughs) I'm just like, should I be less rigid? It's like, don't think you're thinking too hard about this guy. That dog was thinking way too hard about how it was laying down on its it, stomach. It was. It was like, how am I supposed to be like a normal dog? <laughs> but he Do knows. I blend in? <laughs> and the other dogs are just like, chill out, dude. So it basically like wastes no time, though. Like the minute the human leaves the room, it just starts attacking these dogs. Oh, yeah. And like, uh, I'd like to see a behind the scenes thing about how they did it. Because like the dogs are barking and freaking out. Some of it you can tell. Like I was thinking about this while I was watching the scene, so I was trying to kind of, like, gauge how it happened. Like, they would cut between, like, showing the dogs barking and freaking out and then the creature. But then a couple Mm. times, like, the creature is literally, like, hosing the dog with some sort of, like, venom or something. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just probably, like, water, um, which is not too bad, but... (laughs) I felt so bad for that dog that got squirted. Yeah, it's very sad because, like, later, once everybody shows up, it shows what happens to the dogs. Two of them run out, I think, and are okay. And then other ones are, like, horrible, melted animatronics who are just, like, flopping around, being absorbed. Um, And that's, like, when everybody on the crew, almost everybody makes it there. They're finally seeing, like, what is going on, how bad this is. Mm -hmm. Where they're just, like, watching it mutate and transform. They're, like what what the fuck is this it doesn't make any sense this is no good it's very bad so they're like screaming this is not what we were hoping to see this evening it's really not here's the thing okay what's what's the thing Mikey? here's the thing about this this moment when they all are like looking at it i was like we now know that there would be after they torch this <laughs> creature there would be at least 40 percent of that group would be like I don't know. I just don't think there was anything wrong. I just think we're fine. I think we need to not isolate. I think we should not socially distance. I don't believe it's a thing. I think Bill Gates might have sent that dog to track us. I mean, it only makes sense, right? It's got to be big government behind it. (laughs) Because they don't want to (laughs) isolate. They're just like, I just don't want to do this. Putting on a mask is just uncomfortable. So I'd choose not to do it because I don't care about anybody else or my own health. (laughs) I have a doctor's exception. Can I see your manager? The answer is uh, Childs shows up and he's like, no. Yeah, he's like, I got a flamethrower. <laughs> it's it's going to be on fire now. So Childs shows up and he lights it on fire while it's like trying to get away. I think part of it, it's like trying to get through the rafters to like escape. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's, it's freaking out. It's screaming while it's on fire and they're all just kind of like watching like what is happening. So after they kill it, they're able to do a secondary autopsy on it to kind of figure out more about it because it was less uh, complete than the other one, I guess. So you can see it's like forming another dog head and like multiple different, like multiple different organisms within the same thing, basically. And I think there's like a very, (laughs) very old school computer scene where like the, (laughs) is he a doctor or like a scientist? I guess he's like the doctor. But he's also, yeah. like, analyzing it, like, scientifically. I mean, like, you're in Antarctic research base. You're going to have to be able to do a lot of different things. You need just one doctor, though. I guess so. <laughs> the guy who is like, I will handle the science. Uh, so he, there's a, a very old school computer screen that just shows, like, these two cells moving very slowly. And then it, like, shows assimilating. And then it's like, 
he's asking the computer questions like he's typing it in <laughs> like how long till everybody on the base is infected or what percentage and then how long till it takes over all of the world and like the computer's like 75% infected and then gives a a number for like the world being here's the infected thing, here's the thing. too I wrote down the number and I did, did the math okay <laughs> it's 27,000 hours okay for the entire world to be consumed for the by entire the world. And I was doing the math, but I was doing the math really badly because I'm stupid. <laughs> and so it was like I, I boiled it down to it would be about three years. Three years. Of total okay. infiltration. Yeah. It would have to. And after that, it's then just we're it. all the thing. We're all the thing. It's time to be the thing. I don't want to be the thing. Roxy, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> we're all the thing. <laughs> you are we, now the thing. We already all became the thing, didn't we? We just didn't know it. Here's the thing. <laughs> About the thing. <laughs> I am a little scared that we all became the thing. Because one thing I don't remember if they ever address in the movie is when you become the thing, do you know then that you're the thing? It is aware of it. But it's also aware of it because it's trying to hide it. If we've already all been assimilated, then we wouldn't need to know, I don't think. Right. Because we're not trying to hide it. So what makes me way more afraid <laughs> is if I could be the thing and I'd be like, I would love to know if I'm the thing. Everybody's just like, I know I'm human. I was like, Kurt Russell, how do you know? You might not be human. Maybe it tricks your brain. He would be trying to kill everybody else, though. It's the thing. That's true. But um, so once they discover that, hey, yeah, this is actually bad and real and trying to kill us, they check the Norwegian data that they picked up and are able to find out, like, the location that they were scouting out and, like, where that block of ice came from. And they find a giant fucking alien spaceship just <laughs> in the ice and, like, they're able to date it to this crash around 100,000 years ago. So, so cool. So this thing has been dormant for 100,000 years. And the thing is, the spaceship crashed, and then they dug up the alien, the thing, outside of it. So it wasn't in the spacecraft at all. So we're think thinking that the spacecraft crashed, mm -hmm. and then the thing got out and was like, well, I'll go explore and find uh, new friends. I think it, it was trying to get away. So I don't know if it's ever explicitly stated how I always interpret it as. Is that whatever alien race that was controlling that spaceship was killed by the thing and assimilated by it. That's why it crashed. So there was like a different. Oh. So I feel like the thing either decimated the culture there or it's like a alien parasite that was attacking whoever controlled the ship. That's way cooler. Um, And so that's why it's that's like cool kind of idea. outside because it's trying to flee instead of trying to like get the ship up and running again or something. And then it yeah. froze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just like oh, moves Roxy. from planet to planet is kind of what I You're assumed. a film theorist. <laughs> Maybe. You should start a subreddit. <laughs> a subreddit about me being a film theorist. Yeah, just about you. <laughs> just all about me. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I've been there for like about 100,000 years. So the guy who was at the computer before who figured out like, oh, God, 75% of us could be infected and it'll mm -hmm. take three years to encapsulate the entire planet basically kind of goes crazy and starts like destroying all the data and everything. And he's like, we can't leave. We all have to die here. Like, we can't get out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, but he does it like a really awkward roundabout way where he's like just smashing up all of his technology and like screaming mm -hmm. uh, and like. He'll hurt people if they come close to him, but even though he's like, we all gotta die here, he's not really actively, like, trying to kill any of them. Right. Um, unless they, like, come you into know, it's range a half of measure. attacks. <laughs> yeah. He's half in, half out. It's like, if you're gonna go kill somebody, then go kill them. He's basically- Don't start axing the control panel. He's just nuts. So they're like, okay, he uh, has definitely had a break. <laughs> Let's uh, put him in I isolation. I like the idea of <laughs> Kurt Russell and the rest of the guys coming up and just being like- 
this guy is nuts. <laughs> what He's are we going to do about this cuckoo town banana pants? <laughs> and their answer is, we'll put him in a shack outside away from us and he can just sit there. I think they mm-hmm. also gave him, shoot, why am I forgetting the name of like a pain relief drug that makes you kind of loopy? Why am I spacing one of those called? Uh, meth. <laughs> Not meth. <laughs> Am I wrong? But, I mean, doesn't meth hype you up, though, more than anything else? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Morphine. Morphine, that's it. Yes, it started with an M. That's why I was like, it's something like that, but it's not. (laughs) It is close to meth. So he's, like, kind of zoning out in his cabin. Meanwhile, everybody else is doing other things. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So I think they were, like, moving a corpse. One of the other guys gets got uh, while they're moving the corpse. Another guy sees it. He runs to tell everybody. They come back. Dude is gone. He's gone. <laughs> so the thing is making his moves. Yeah. So it's it doesn't even care anymore. It's like everybody, they know I'm out here. I'm just going to try and shoot my shot, I guess. <laughs> so they chase him. You only him. get one shot. Do not miss your chance to assimilate. <laughs> so they chase that guy. They track him down. And he's like halfway through the transformation. So like his hands are all fucked up. And he's kneeling on the ground looking at them. And like just opens his mouth and lets out this scream that is definitely not from yeah. very human lungs. <laughs> So They're all cool. just kind of like staring at him like, what the fuck? And then they finally light him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> this is my man Bennings. Yeah, Bennings is the one who now- The he- captain is like, but I know Bennings. And He's it- not a monster. And it's like, you idiot. Have you ever dealt with a thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have, guy. I don't think you have. So while they're dealing with him, though, they realize that all of the vehicles have been sabotaged. They're in Antarctica for good. So, like, they can't use the helicopter. Uh, they can't use any of the cars. They had a couple of, like, overland vehicles. Those are all gone. They kill the remaining sled dogs because they're like, it could be any one of those. Mm-hmm. Again, do you want me to root for the thing? Yeah. It, a lot of times in this movie, it feels like they want me oh, to wait, root no, for I the think thing. It, was it the thing who killed the other sled dogs? I can't remember how the dogs died. I also can't. Maybe they did. The thing might have killed them or it might have... The point is the humans didn't save the dog. Yeah. (laughs) And therefore, I still want them to die. Uh, The radio also gets busted up and, like, they couldn't even contact people before. Like, before all this went down, they were trying to use the radio and it was not working. And they talk about (laughs) how it's, like, the first week of winter. So, you know, you can kind of just assume. Horror movies need a way for people to not call for help. (laughs) (laughs) And they just couldn't from the beginning. Um, But so the radio... I kind of dig it. I feel like this... This movie does a really great job of, like, figuring out how to, in a really logical way, trap these people here. Yeah. I mean, they're already kind of, I mean, the the setting is kind of isolated in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is so great about just, like, here's how communication works. We see Windows, like, trying to talk, and Gary comes over. He's like, hey, did you, you talk to them? He's like, oh, I didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, okay, great. We kind of know how communication works Mm -hmm. here. And then when we take that away, it's like we are almost like going down a checklist of things that we just got to answer. Where are the helicopters? Gone. Uh, Dr. Blair sliced them up. Mm -hmm. All the rest of the things. I can't remember any of the others. (laughs) There was a bunch of moments where they're like, here's all their ways to get out of this that we are taking away. Yeah. And it's interesting to see, like, that's one of the main draws of seeing how all these different characters react to this situation. You know, how they how they react as individuals and how they interact as part of a group and like how they're treating each other throughout all of this. (laughs) Because, I mean, that's kind of we'll get into it later when we're talking about like the bigger overall themes and stuff here, too. But it's just kind of like, you know, how how we communicate with each other. (laughs) 
Would you say these men have high emotional intelligence? <laughs> I feel like they're so reactionary trying to stay alive, it's kind of hard to tell. What What do you yeah, think? Do you have he- an answer to that? Not really, no. I was just, just kind of realizing in the moment, it was like, these guys are kind of just uh, on to the next thing, as opposed to like trying to empathize, trying to see where like, uh, do I know enough about my friend to know when he's become other thing? Yeah, I think also because you don't really know like how like does the thing assimilate your memories? Like they don't mm-hmm. know that, so it's kind of hard to gauge. So it's like even if it was like ask them a question, only they would know. Like maybe the thing yeah, would know that too, or it's just That's like scary. good at kind of learning how to act like the person act and like copy their mannerisms and their voice and stuff. You kind of. It's not ever told because they don't have enough time to, like, figure it out. Sure. Really. I also never cared about that, I don't think. Yeah. This movie, I think, was, like, pretty good at showing you how it rules its rules work, as opposed to the movie watched last week, It Follows, where they have one scene where they sit you down and say, here's all the things you need to know about the monster. Yeah. And this is it like doesn't exactly adhere to them as strictly as <laughs> I would have liked. Um <laughs> But so, okay, so they know everything's bad. It's turning into our people. Uh, we got to try and figure out a test to do. Um, so they know it reacts to, like, uh, different living life forms. So they're like, we've got some clean blood. How about we see how it will react to the clean blood? So, like, if it, mm-hmm. uh, we can compare our blood against the team members on contaminated blood, it will try to grab it. Uh, because they've been able to deduce that, like, each... Part of the thing is like a separate organism. So uh, they go to do that, though, and all of the uncontaminated blood has already been destroyed. So somebody. So these guys got to Antarctica and they're like, step one of one. Let's get some blood samples going. <laughs> well, the thing is, if you get injured up there, you wouldn't have any transfusions. That's a great point. So I think part of it is for that. And then it could be also like experimenting. I don't know what kind of like experiments they're doing in the research base. It could be like seeing how, you know. How, what temperature the blood would freeze, or I have no idea. What? I'm not an Antarctica scientist. (laughs) What if these men were vampires? I mean. What if the thing landed on Earth and was just like, oh, I found the one group of vampires? (laughs) Mamma mia! (laughs) Objectively, that'd probably make it more powerful if it was trying to take over the rest of the planet. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's the best case scenario for the thing. The thing is just, like, already very weird. I like the idea of him just being like, I don't know how to deal with that. There's vampire rules, too. <laughs> just got too not many only rules. is each part of the thing its own deal, but also, don't go out in the day. Maybe it's a prequel to 30 Days of Night, because that is also set in Alaska. That's, you know what? That's a great movie that I've never seen. <laughs> my, my gut instinct is like, that's such a great premise for a movie. I was like, oh, that must be an awesome movie. I have no idea. I feel like we might need to see it one of these days then, Mikey. I would love that. I would love I that. I have a feeling we might have to. So because the only people who had the keys to the storage where that blood is, is uh, Gary with the magnificent eyebrows that Mikey loves. I want to kiss them. McCready, Kurt Russell takes command instead, which like Childs from it is like, hey, let me take command. And they're all like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> can't have you do that did we ever see childs act weirdly like he's kind everybody of, you're right everybody is just like we do not want childs in charge but he kind of like it feels like he's um i know that's one of the interesting things about these characters you get a feel for how they interact and how they know each other in very subtle ways that they don't really tell you there's mm. slight interactions here and there like he he's like chill enough to smoke a joint with the conspiracy theorist guy but at the same time, yeah. he he's like the first guy to get the 
flamethrower to kill the dogs where it kind of came off to me that he's like their security kind of guy mm, i could see that for whatever reason even though he wasn't the one who had the gun so maybe not i don't know you never want to be the guy who's first to get the flamethrower <laughs> i mean maybe even you when you would. need the flamethrower it's like nobody looks at you the same when you're like oh let's it's time for the flamethrower <laughs> i mean i'm not i'm not exactly sure what his designation is maybe if i Maybe I missed it, where they talk about whatever. Oh, he's Corporal Lollipop. Oh, maybe. He's in charge of providing snacks and sweets to all the good little boys. <laughs> of course. So why wouldn't you want a guy like that in charge? <laughs> but so anyway, let's see. So there's another guy who has basically been kind of McCready's confidant the whole time called, is it Fooch? Fudge? Funches. Fooches? Funches. Funches. Like, With an uh, N? like sure? funches of bananas. Funches of bananas. It, there's no N in it. I'm looking at a list because there's oh, so many characters. Oh, Fuchs. It might be Fuchs. Yes, that's right. Okay, sorry. I'm not used to, I'm used to hearing it spoken instead of spelled. Well, so at like, least that sounds you weird. didn't confidently say it's something <laughs> three syllables off. <laughs> well, anyway, he's been like McCready's bud talking about like, you know, like, I think this guy is suspicious or I think this, like, <laughs> it's a very, uh, they're kind of. Ha they have their own little sort of faction thing where, like, you can tell some of these people are better friends than others. They're in love. I guess so, but it's too bad because uh, they find his burnt corpse outside and theorize that he killed himself before he could be assimilated because he knew what was mm -hmm. at stake. So he's gone. Then they also notice, once they discover his corpse, they notice that McCready's shack, because he's, like, the pilot, so I think he's his, I don't know, his zone is, like, separated from them. He's got his own little well, shack. McCready is definitely the coolest amongst them, yeah. and that is reflected in his living situation. When they all got to the base, they were like, McCready, you take that place. It's cool. You're cool. You're the cool hotshot pilot with, like, the perfect hair. We can all agree this is the right move. <laughs> his bright blue eyes told them everything they needed to know. God, McCready is good looking. <laughs> the light is on in his uh, cool guy shack, so he's like, uh -huh. I turned that off, so that shouldn't be on. So they go and check it. They're gone for like 40 minutes, so it's him and Nalls. Go check it out. He's like the also cool guy because he's got roller skates. Is He's introduced being on roller skates. He's like their cook. But so they get separated because Nalls finds a ripped up jacket that has McCready's name on it. And so they have been able to establish that the thing like rips through your clothes when it assimilates sure. you. So they're like, Nalls thinks- This is such a bummer to me. I was like, are we just saying McCready is the thing? I, yeah. was, I was like so deflated learning that. <laughs> Very sad. Kurt Russell's gonna depart the movie. No way. Um, but so he left him out to die in the tundra <laughs> because he thinks he's the thing. So he comes back and tells everybody else, McCready's the thing. We can't trust him. Uh, so McCready's very rational <laughs> reaction to that is to come back with dynamite he's threatening to blow up. He's like, I'm not the thing, but if you try and kill me, I'll blow you all up. Because <laughs> I can't awesome. trust that you're not the thing. <laughs> So he kind of like holds him at bay. There's like a little bit of a scuffle and the uh, Norris, I can't remember what Norris did. He was like kind of a researcher as well. I think he's uh, one of the bigger dudes. He like appears to have some sort of heart attack or something. He like goes down in the fight, even though it seems like he didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So they're all just kind of like, okay, well, he's not breathing. He doesn't have a pulse. We got to take him to the the med bay right now. So like McCready still got the dynamite that he's holding with a lighter to it. <laughs> uh, and they all like walk there. 
And while they're trying to like bring Norris back to life, uh, like by using one of those chests, the chest paddle, like defib, def- mm-hmm. defib, uh, clear, de- defibrillator, defibrillator, <laughs> defibrillator. Okay, they're it's trying to funches, <laughs> funches, yes, defibrillator. I'm good at words. Um, anyway, so they're trying to like shock his heart back to working again, and. There's a very good but also funny moment where he goes to put in the paddles on his chest and the thing just opens up a cavity with teeth in his torso <laughs> and bites off the doctor's arms and they rip off. So the thing's got a stomach mouth. He really does. Which is the greatest fear of anyone who has ever done body shots. <laughs> oh, oh, it would be, huh? So he's dead. He's lost his arms. He's bleeding out. Um, <laughs> and then it further mutates in just like crazy batshit way where it's like trying to grow into like another one of him or something. They're like lighting it on fire, but like the head, uh, detaches specifically and then like mutates to grow these eye stalks and these legs and it's just all these practical effects as like it's mm-hmm. very well done and very gross and very terrifying it's so cool it still holds up even now and just like i would take you know a physical prop like that any day over cg even if it looked like less convincing i was thinking about that and I think I'm just at the point where it's like, I would have preferred CG of today, hmm. but my great fear, like, I know that they made a, um, I think a prequel to the thing, right? In like 2011. Yeah, it's I th- not good. And I hear it's bad. It's very bad. I If I would have had more time last night, I literally would have rewatched it to see how bad oh, really? it was again. It, yeah. That strikes me as the era when like CGI was looking kind of rubbery mm. when things were looking a little PS2-ish. Yeah, and they couldn't get the lighting right. Like the lighting is a big thing of why so much of that CG like early cg looks so bad <laughs> oh that makes sense yeah so i think I, I would be up for a thing remake today with computer graphics So they are actually doing one which i did not realize oh, really? it was announced this year that they're doing a remake uh there oh, might cool. be more info about it all i know is that it got announced i don't know anything beyond that i i should write it d- you should i'd rather have you write it probably than <laughs> whoever they hired no offense <laughs> i don't know who is actually writing it they might be fine but uh it it's, yeah it's Makes me think. Jesus you- Christ, Roxy. Well, I guess so I'm look who, not. Look who you've made an enemy of. Not going to the good place then. <laughs> but it just, it, I, I hope it's not just like a cash grab thing. Normally with horror movies, it, it you got a 50-50 shot of it being that. So oh, I should look into it generous. and find out instead of just uh, theorizing right now. <laughs> okay, so after it escapes on its own i think that's what kind of tips off or no the head tries to escape on its own they luckily light it on fire and it looks very funny lit on fire with his little legs kicking around Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love that part so uh, mccready comes up with the idea of the blood test because uh each part of it is an individual like life form so it will react to it even if it knows that reacting to it without itself like (laughs) give away the ghost yeah exactly like it doesn't have control over that it will just like react to it so it comes up with this blood sample test where everybody is going to put some of their blood in a dish and they will have it react to heat like this heated up wire mm-hmm. and based on that that's how they will know such <laughs> such incredible visual storytelling the fact that they can just hold a petri dish and put a wire in and have a little smoke discharge and just be like okay that tells us that they are not the thing it's yeah so smart and so cool i love it with my whole heart i'm so glad I you love, love that because that's like one of my favorite scenes too like the tension is done so well and the way they had the visual yeah. storytelling kind of like separating mccready from everybody else like just with the camera work 
Mm-hmm. And he's slowly like cutting people loose as <laughs> yeah. he's testing them. Awesome. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> trying to remember the exact order of this. So they test like. Did you have any thoughts at this point? Like, do you remember the first time you saw it? Like, who you thought was turned? Oh, gosh. It's been so long. I think I probably hmm. thought Childs was more suspicious because of the way that it seemed like he wanted to take control of it. So I was like, yeah, the thing would probably want to do that tactically. So then it could like order around everybody in a better mm-hmm. way. That's that's who I had written down to. I, I, at here, I'm like, I think it's Childs, but I think it might be too easy if it's Childs. Yeah. And then also uh, Gary, right? Right. Gary with the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, I was like, with it, the key to the blood. Yeah. Where it's like he had the key to the blood that seems like it was kind of obvious, but it's like maybe it was him as well as Childs, and so, like, it tried to shoot a shot with Gary, fucked it up, so it's also Childs or something. Mm. So, like, he can relinquish control or whatever mm-hmm. and still have a guy doing <laughs> stuff. They test everybody, and they're slowly untying them uh, until the conspiracy weed man, <laughs> who is named Palmer, <laughs> I believe. So, yeah, like like we were talking about the tension with the scene, how they're testing everybody. The minute they test Palmer's blood, it just, like, explodes like into this mm-hmm. little thing it makes like a screeching noise and like he starts just like vibrating on the chair while <laughs> both childs and greg or not greg sorry gary <laughs> greg was the last movie uh are tied up next to him and they're like freaking out like untie us untie us and he's just like vibrating transforming into the thing because <sighs> he doesn't have to hide anymore to the point where it like uh-huh. tips up the couch so they're like still tied up to it like at this angle like <laughs> trying to struggle free <laughs> Um, and then Windows goes over to try and, like, stop it, but, like, he, he just stops in front of it and is like, oh, shit, like, he's freaked out by it to the point where he wastes way too much time and gets attacked by it and absorbed by it. And there's a very funny sequence of it, like, grabbing his face with his face mouth and just, like, (laughs) whipping him around the room. I'm, I'll, I'll miss you, Windows. Yeah. So he, the, the thing is broken free, though, at that point, and tries to run. They light it on fire. Then Windows is in the corner being infected, and then they light him on fire, too. Mm-hmm. And then there's a very funny scene where Gary, <laughs> where they're all, like, quiet, and they're like, okay, I think it's done. And he's like, get me out of this fucking chair. <laughs> Which, like, the whole time his his attitude has been, like, very restrained and kind of, like, calm, like, even when they're suspecting him of tampering with the key, but he just loses it and, like, yells at them. <laughs> Dad's finally mad. Dad raised his voice. It's, we're in trouble. You don't want to make Dad mad. <laughs> the thing is scary. Making Dad mad? Even scary. Yeah, for real. There's a reason why they made that game Don't Wank Daddy. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, that game is canon in the Thing universe. It's true. They there's a very detailed deleted scene where they're all playing it together. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole time they forgot that Blair, the science guy who went crazy in his lab hacking things up, they're like, "Oh yeah, what's he doing? Maybe we should check on him. We kind of let him stay on his own." Mm-hmm. And uh, they go there to find the door open. He's not there. He's obviously escaped. And they realize that the boards in the floor lift up and he has tunneled under there and has been building (laughs) a saucer, a spacecraft, piece by piece by stealing, like, the electronics for the base. So not only was disarming the electronics and, like, vandalizing the vehicles and stuff to keep them stranded and unable to escape, but also so he could build a saucer to get out of there. (laughs) 
Is that what we're saying? Like he was building himself an escape route so he could let everybody else die from the thing, but he would know since he's not the thing, he could escape. Oh no, he he. Or was he? Or were we saying he's the thing? He's the thing. So it's building alien technology because he is the thing. Got it. Okay. Which they they basically figure that out because of that. So they blow that up with dynamite because they got so much dynamite in this movie. There's so much dynamite. Uh-huh. <laughs> they put a cheat code on for infinite dynamite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> R1 to throw. So it's McCready and uh, somebody else who goes up there to check. But when they get back, Childs is gone. So it. Mm. I think we're down to the final four at this point. It's McCready, Childs, Gary, and Nulls. <laughs> yes. A lot of people to keep track of in this movie. So the four of them are left. And... I mean, Blair is unaccounted for because he was uh, obviously the thing at that point and ran away. He disappeared. So Child is gone. So it's just McCready, Gary, and Nulls. And they're like, we can't let this thing escape. We, <laughs> It's going to try and hibernate and wait for the rescue team to arrive. We can't mm. let it do that because it cannot get to the mainland. It cannot leave here. We have to kill it. So they decide to blow up the entire base. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, good plan, but at the same time, if you don't know exactly where it is, it can still go hibernate. It could just run out into the wilderness and hibernate and just wait for it to Listen, that's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> but, <laughs> I had not considered. I was doing the thing where I was like, you guys should have blown this base up a long time ago. Yeah, or something. Like, fi- find a way to try up. and corral it or whatever, because they don't, there's people who are unaccounted for, bodies who are unaccounted for, they do not know. And since it can yeah. divide, who knows how many times it's divided past that. But I guess... What if it divided into two dogs? I mean, they could have done that, you know? Could have been three dogs. Three dogs. Four dogs, even. <laughs> could have been... No, it couldn't have been four. That's crazy. What about five dogs? How do you feel about five dogs? Oh, very positive. <laughs> okay. So they set up the explosives, but it's the scene where they're in these tunnels under the base. So, mm-hmm. which... Also made me think, for how cold it is in Antarctica, I feel like just have your entire base underground and just like the entrance up top. That makes more sense <laughs> to me. You had this whole underground yeah. base this whole time. Like, there's a reason why igloos work so well. Like, just that's a, that's a very, like, build the whole plane out of the black box. It's like, why don't you just build the whole base out of the underground? Yeah, exactly. But so there's like these, the doing. these underground tunnels, which is probably how the thing has been able to move around some degree. But so mm. it has our three remaining dudes who we have eyes on split up. And the way Gary dies is, like, very grim and weird, where it just, like, grabs his face and, like, morphs into yeah. his face, like, with his hand, move- merging the hand into his it's, face. It's like the, the doctor who got his hands bitten off by the chest yeah. is back. And he, like, surprise, I'm the thing. Oh, was it him? And okay. Yeah. And he's like, here comes my hand in your mouth. So it's like he can't scream as he's, like, being absorbed, which is very grim. Mm-hmm. Um, And then yeah. Nulls- Kind of hot, though. Like- <laughs> I mean, if you're into that. (laughs) (laughs) Which I found out watching this movie, I am. Apparently. Learning new things about you every day, Mikey, turns (laughs) out. But so Nulls goes missing, so it's like implied that he got got by the thing. But also, what if he is the thing and escaped while the bigger body is a distraction? You don't know. (laughs) But so he's missing, and it attacks McCready, destroys their, like, uh, what, what is it called? Like a blasting lever. Oh, they're plunger. Yeah, they're 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 dynamite <laughs> he, plunger. He has, like he is a fucking roadrunner cartoon. Yeah. He has rigged all the dynamite to one big plunger exploding mm. device. And then and he's just like ready to go. The thing grabs it and eats it. Just whips a tentacle at at him. He has no time for that. But luckily McCready's still holding some other dynamite, so he just like that. 
throws it on the other dynamite, and then it just destroys the entire base. It's completely just decimated at that point. Mm-hmm. And McCready, as far as he knows, is the only sole survivor. Kind of just like, like half, half dead. He's super tired. Just stumbles over in the wreckage, sitting there with like a bottle of scotch, I think. Yeah. And then Child shows up. Turns out he didn't die, or did he? <laughs> uh, he says he got lost in the storm while pursuing Blair, who was the uh, the doctor guy who was building the ship underground. They just kind of sit there, talk about how, like, yeah, temperature's up pretty high. That's going to go down pretty quick. It's like, yeah. They're like, well, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if you can trust me. Let's just drink some scotch and watch the rest of the Dude. base burn. And then that's it. <laughs> uh, the last line is so good. Let's just wait here and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you have watched the film. Now you must prove your understanding and discuss its themes. This movie rules. Right? It's like one oh. of my favorite horror movies and probably definitely my favorite like monster movie for sure. And it's also I don't know. As somebody who has a specific kind of anxiety that's like, uh, your friends secretly hate <laughs> you and they're all ready to turn on you. Yeah. It like really provides the answer it's like just have a scotch and see what happens yeah i think like since it don't make any decisions it plays on that distrust and how people act in those sorts of situations and like (laughs) in this very crazily extrapolated monster movie sort of way but i think because it draws on those primal fears mikey it's why it's one of the reasons why it's still so effective and affecting oh for sure so good i love this movie so I guess we're we're kind of getting into that, I guess. Is that what you think the big idea of the movie is? Like, what do you think the big idea of the movie is? I think, yeah, there is a lot of, like, our friends are against us. But something that was kind of sticking to me, and uh, I don't know if it was, like, intentional or not, but one thing that was so frightening to me was this idea of dying without purpose. Mm. Uh, I feel like the fact that they had never heard of the thing. And that all of a sudden, within like a 24-hour period, they're like, okay, well, this is the thing I have to give my life for. It's such a bummer to me. Yeah. I want to like, if I want to give my life for something, it's like, I want to like give my life to like save my child. Like somebody I've known for a couple years. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to just like be presented with a problem. Like my life wasn't this a day ago. Yeah. That just feels so like disheartening to me. The idea of being... Away from everyone you love is scary. The idea of your friends turning on you is scary. But the idea of dying and it just being nothing and who cares, I hate that idea. Well, I'd say to an extent, though, they choose to sacrifice themselves to preserve, like, the rest of the planet. I mean, no one will know that they did it, but theoretically, like, that's what they're trying to do. And that's the thing. I need people to know. I I get that. (laughs) (laughs) I need to send a message that, like, I died for you. Build me one statue the thing, too, Please. is, though, like, it's very nihilistic because you have no idea. Like, they could have done all that, and then it amounted to absolutely nothing because mm-hmm. Childs is the thing. He's going to kill McCready whenever he feels like it or just watch him die, and then he'll be, like, the mm-hmm. only survivor. And we never saw, like, a couple of people are just in the wind. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Niles and Blair's Blair. running around. Yeah. Or Nulls. Not Niles. Nulls and Blair. Niles from Frasier. <laughs> yes, he was in this movie. I forgot to mention at the beginning. Sorry about that. <laughs> Frasier, would you like to have a nice port? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to be rude about it. Just tell me you don't want it to be It would be terrible. awesome if <laughs> the last episode of Frasier was them having to fight the thing. <laughs> I would. Mikey, please write that fan fiction. I, the sh- internet I will. needs it. <laughs> 
Ah, Frazier, you're crazy. The dog's not the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's just him on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you have a question for me, Mikey. I do have a question. All right. Hit me. Roxy. The thing is all about assimilation. That's true. You see something, you alter yourself to become like it. I got two questions for you. Okay. Number one, what were you assimilating in high school? And what are you assimilating right now? Assimilating, I guess, like, influenced by in this Yeah, sense? what were you trying to be in high school? Because I feel like high school is the time when, you know, we've all watched The Breakfast Club. We're all mm-hmm. trying to fit ourselves into an archetype. What kind of archetype were you trying to fit into? Um, to be honest, I really wasn't. <laughs> And that's not like a, I'm so cool, I don't care. It's more like my high school never- It's definitely the vibe you gave off. It, I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> I am that cool, guys. You just had no idea until now. Uh, it's more kind of like nobody in my high school really cared. It didn't feel mm. like that. Maybe it's because I was so far removed or I wasn't paying attention. It could have just been literally I was not paying attention. Because mm. <laughs> I was that far on the outside, maybe. Um, I just kind of had like my group of friends I'd hang out with and we would- watch anime like cool kids and none of them even within the group of friends you didn't have like oh that's our goth friend that's our prep no not even that (laughs) i felt like my my group could have been very easily sliced into like oh yeah nick's kind of gothy jeff's kind of preppy ricky's kind of uh burnout stonery me i was the sky pop punky were you really like hey everybody let's all have a great time Ah, i got wristbands I danced with my thumbs. <laughs> that's what I was assimilating. Oh my god, Mikey, that's amazing. I had no idea. Why have we never talked about I had a short phase where I was like wearing a hat, <laughs> like a like a ska hat, uh-huh. like a not quite a fedora, but like fedora like, like just a small little like bowler hat. Uh-huh. I was just like comedy. Yeah, I guess if I had to like I mean, I was kind of nerdy, obviously, because I was, like, into anime and video games and stuff. But I guess I was mm. focusing a lot on, like, getting better at art. Like, that in high school is when I started. I feel like I didn't really get better at that at all until college, honestly. Well, you would have been Ali Sheedy of The Breakfast Club, right? It's been so long since I've seen Breakfast Club. Which one is that? She wasn't quite goth, but she was, like, quiet and introspective and artistic. Okay, maybe that. Because I'd say probably, like, among my friend group, I was, like, the artist, which... <laughs> Mm-hmm. drawing really bad anime art but you know <laughs> uh-huh now your anime art has gotten so good Th- that's very nice of you to say that mikey thank oh. you <laughs> the best anime art i've ever seen but i feel like i haven't really changed so much since i kind of feel like i mm. stay in my only i don't know i'm doing twitch so does that count i'm trying to do twitch things maybe i feel like there are a certain amount of like twitch personalities or like certain things you have to do when you're on twitch like yeah uh somebody comes in the chat and you're like welcome yeah i guess maybe being a little Remember more to like subscribe like there there is like this certain amount of like turning up the volume on your own personality that you have to do i feel like i don't have like the bandwidth to do that <laughs> like, <laughs> i feel like i'd act like exactly the same way like maybe i'd be a little more yeah. subdued or like a little more you engaging. might be immune to the thing maybe i would be would i be the only person in the world immune to the thing? Yeah, you're just, like, stoic. You're just yourself. You're just doing your thing. Thing tries to assimilate you. You're like, nah, I'm set. But also, maybe I just don't have enough self-awareness to be able to tell. So who knows? (laughs) It could be either of those things. I'm having trouble pegging you into one group. Because you're right. You're not necessarily, like, a Twitch personality type. But you're, yeah. You're just you're just your own little Roxy thing. (laughs) Which I feel like if you're on YouTube or something, like, you're, you're more, like, affecting, like, a 
there, there's certain things like calls to action, you know, and it's something that's recorded and more mm-hmm. like condensed and edited. Whereas like a stream, I'm streaming for like six hours. I can't even imagine trying to put on some sort of persona for six hours. That would be like the most tiring thing in the world. That's how the thing feels. He, I mean, I would too, if you gotta just keep, <laughs> you know, pulling yourself literally in all these different directions and trying to fit the mold <laughs> of other people and dogs. Uh-huh. It's got, nobody ever thinks about how hard it is for the thing. You know, why are we not thinking? That's true. We assume that the thing just like flips a switch and is a dog. No, they are like uh, in the same way that like you ever get into chair pose in yoga. (laughs) You're tensing muscles that you didn't know you had to keep it together. So, Mikey, we heard that you were a ska dude in high school. Mm -hmm. But what are you assimilating now? Now, I feel like I would love Mm -hmm. so much to be a bubbling, thoughtful professor type. Oh, really? I want to be the kind of guy who's just like, you go to him with like a philosophical question. I'll be like, well, let me talk around it for a while and <laughs> and kind of uh, spouse a worldview. Maybe you get something out of it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're too smart to take anything from a faux guru like me, or maybe you're too dumb to even understand what I'm saying. But the point is, I'm kind of in my own world. I'm kind of absent-minded. Uh-huh. I'm fluttery. I'm floaty. Uh-huh. I'm watching the clouds go by, and I'm like, hey, that reminds me of a rainbow. And people are like, wow, is that deep or not? Or is it dumb? And I'm like, hmm, interesting. It, it sounds to me like you mastered it perfectly by that That was pretty time. bubbly professory, yeah. wasn't yeah, you it? Did it? you did it. <laughs> Thank you. So, at a scale of one to nine, because ten doesn't exist in the basement, tens are not allowed, even though I've said it multiple times. You need to bleep this out. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> no, we, we can acknowledge that it doesn't exist in the same way we talk about, uh, I was trying to think of something that doesn't exist, but it's okay, in the so, basement, so it's so all demon, real. Demon bot won't I was going to be like Bigfoot. Like, we talk about Bigfoot, but it doesn't exist, but there is a Bigfoot in that corner as I'm looking right now. Okay. I thought the demon bot just hated tent. Maybe I'm incorrect. We can talk to him later about it. We're not dead yet, so it's probably okay. Um, so how likely yeah. do you think it is for the thing to happen? Uh, a four. A four? Well, okay, so there's, is it Fermi's paradox that suggests that, like, if there are really infinite universes and infinite space in uh, outer space, uh-huh. that logically we should have made contact with aliens by now we haven't mm. so what's that about i, I believe i've heard it referred to as fermi's paradox okay I'm not, like, i couldn't an expert remember on it. i knew i know of that theory i just didn't realize what the name was but it's like yeah i think it's likely that we will encounter an alien it hasn't happened yet so i put it on the lower half mm-hmm. of things but uh i think it's very likely we'll run into an alien and the other part of the four that adds to me how likely is it that my friends will turn on me? Very likely. No. I'll never turn on you, Mikey. <laughs> so confident. No, you can't. Well, unless and you should. murder someone, then we'll have to rethink our That's friendship. It? I can do anything else? Mm-hmm. I'll come Fucking up with a. Beat the shit out of a uh, state senator? Well, hmm. That's probably fine. Do I need to give you the name of the state senator first? Probably. Okay. It's probably okay, though. Just not. I'll submit a list of names to you and you can. <laughs> I can trust you'd never hurt a dog, like the thing. I would never hurt a dog. So, no, that's true. Even if I turned into a thing. Yeah. I see. I, know, I see. I can trust that about you. <laughs> <laughs> How likely do you think it is to happen? Uh, so I was basically thinking the exact same thing, which we uh, 4.5, whatever 50 50 is. Hmm. Like, we have no idea what aliens <laughs> are out there if they exist. Uh, and if mm-hmm. they do exist, one of them could be like the thing. So I'd say 50 <laughs> 50. Sure. I, I would say it's likely that they're like the thing. 
I, it would be nice if we could be friends with them and they won't try and kill us, but we won't know mm. until we ever meet them or just our uh-huh. planet burns out and we never meet them. It should be sad. We'll find out. I hope we find out someday. It is time to collect your souls. I mean, it is time to collect your bets. All right. So last week we had a bet. Boy, did. A very important bet that was. Does the fourth actor listed make it to the final four? Uh, so it's, it's the old four for four, yeah, as they call so it. So the final four was Mac, Childs, Nulls, and Gary. And so, Mikey, you said yes. I said no. I said yes. Sorry, I should have no? asked you what you said instead of saying your answer <laughs> like a asshole. You remember. You were there. <laughs> it's true, I was, but I spoke over you like a jerk. Um, so I said no, and we had to, like, go back and check, and the answer was mm-hmm. no. No. So I actually got it this time around you did it which the fourth listed actor was palmer david clennon david clennon who is the (laughs) conspiracy weed man as i referred to Mm -hmm. so sadly he did not make it i got a pretty i called him a punk rocker or um who i wanted to be in high school Mm, he's who you were aiming for Mm-hmm. You could still. Yeah, I just wanted to be Palmer. Yes. I wanted to smoke one joint and be angry. <laughs> Talk about government conspiracies. <laughs> um. Okay, so we got we got some more time left. Mikey, do you want to play a game with me? I would love to play a game. Okay, so how about the game where we generate a random horror movie using a random horror movie generator <laughs> <laughs> and figure out what the title of that or like what that movie would be about you can give like a synopsis elevator pitch maybe i would love it okay so i'm gonna hit the random random nader randomator the randomator what website are we using for the generator land yes the one that uh you chose so i'm going to click it so good uh okay (laughs) so the title is layer of the faceless people from the black lagoon oh black lagoon is fish people right uh, historically, yes, but in this scenario, it can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use the historical context of the Black Lagoon to describe it as a fish people. They fish don't people? have faces, obviously. Mm-hmm. And layer makes it sound like they're like luring you in. They're like, come to my layer, like you go in. So I'm going to say that the layer of the faceless people from the Black Lagoon is a downstairs ice cream shop downstairs ice cream shop interesting yeah. so they lure them in so you're with like sweets. walking down the street and it's like the steps go down and you're like oh look at this little ice cream shop i didn't even know and you go down there and it'd be like no face people and they're fish oh shit <laughs> and it's the secret of the town. they serve you they do not <laughs> they do not attack they're just here to it- make a small amount of profit on each ice cream cone and turn a healthy business it's just their layer you know nothing about that layer seem it doesn't have to be dangerous it can just be a layer sometimes a layer is just a layer sometimes a layer is just a layer i've said that for years (laughs) it's true if there's one thing i know about you it's that you always say that you never stop saying that (laughs) (laughs) all right you want me to give you a title uh yes go for it okay your horror movie title is cave of the trouserless zombie from the darkest reaches can you please copy paste that? I need to read that again. It's in there. Cave of the trouserless zombie from the darkest reaches. So zombie singular is what stands out to me immediately. There's only mm. one. Only yeah. one trouserless zombie. And he lives in a cave probably because he's really embarrassed because he no longer has his trousers. 
and he's a zombie, so he can't articulate words, <laughs> so he can't ask for somebody to give him a spare pair of pants. It's a very sad, introspective <laughs> movie about this he's zombie. just... <laughs> in, in the darkest reaches in his cave because he is so ashamed that he has no trousers. Um... But you know what? Uh, this reminds me very much of the HP Lovecraft story, The Other, I want to say it's called. I only okay. know it through the context of it being the basis for the film Castle Freak, which I just watched Castle and Freak? love. Castle Freak. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. I've never Roxy, heard of that. Roxy, small timer. Okay. Maybe I should watch um, it. But it's about a, a man who grows up isolated from everything and he just can't communicate. He doesn't, he never learned how to talk. So he's just his own weird, monstrous self. And at the end, he looks at himself in the mirror and shatters the mirror. Uh, this poor trouserless zombie, he just can't communicate his needs to the rest of the society. And so he's just sad and alone outside. And I assume if teenagers come and find him, he would lash out. Yeah. Until that one teen who stays to actually try and talk to him. But there's always the yeah. risk that he's going to eat the teen's brain. So there's some yes. tension, but they become unlikely Maybe friends. this teen wants to have their brains eaten. Maybe. Maybe their parents are going through a divorce. I'd like to assume that the teen gets him some pants and they go on an adventure so he's not stuck in the darkest reaches of the cave anymore. It's a buddy comedy eventually. Oh, cool. Starts off, starts off very sad, though. <laughs> it does give me hope. Good. That was the theme of the story. <laughs> Where is he? You know, Demon Bot always, like, goes away right when we need him, and... Well, he's busy. I mentioned... He's running errands. Wait. He's got... Wait. Shit. Hmm. He's around. You have completed your review of The Thing. For next week, you must watch the multiple Academy Award-winning 1991 film The Silence of the Lambs, directed by Jonathan Demme and starring Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. If you do not, I shall eat your souls with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Slurp, 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 slurp. Sounds like next week we will watch Silence of the Lambs. He said that in a weird robot way. <laughs> it was maybe hard to understand. <laughs> hey, I got it. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening got it, too. They they get it. I like Silence of the Lambs. I have not seen it in a long time, so I'm very yeah, excited to watch it. But I love And be spooked by concept. it as an adult. I watched it when I was probably too young to be watching it, so this will be interesting. Mm. <laughs> Roxy, what do you say we make a bet? Okay, I got, I got an idea okay. for our bet this week. How many minutes of screen time do you think Buffalo Bill has? Okay, okay, yeah. Because, uh, as you told me, Anthony Hopkins won an award for this, but he has, like, the least screen time of any character in this movie. Yes. So, well, what no, about he, our main he antagonist? Has, he has, uh, the, he's one best actor, but he has the uh -huh. least amount of screen time for any best actor winner. Oh, okay, that's what it was, not the movie itself, okay. Yeah. He's in it for only, like, 40 minutes or something. So, yeah, the other antagonist, Buffalo Bill, the killer of the film, uh, I'm gonna guess he's on screen for 18 minutes. Okay, I'm going to one-up you again in just <laughs> 25 minutes. Uh, you're going to go first next time. How does that sound? Okay. <laughs> the pact is sealed. I mean the bet is confirmed. Whoever is closest to the amount of screen time for the character Buffalo Bill shall be the winner and receive the prize of a sewing machine and tailor's kit. Slightly used. Okay, let's end on a happy note, as we always try to do. Yeah, you want to send the viewers home happy. Yeah, so what is making you... They're listeners. <laughs> ...happy this week, Mikey? Um, One of my very favorite emo bands, the early November, their lead singer is a man named Ace Enders. 
And he teamed up with another emo man that I like named Dan Campbell. And they put out a six song EP. I don't know when. It could have been any time in the last uh, 10, 15 years. They put out a six song EP about one of my favorite TV shows, Friday Night Lights. Recently. I, I just found it oh, recently. I just found it. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, that show was from a while ago, so that's that's cool that they were inspired. Like, they did a rewatch and were like, hey, you know what? Let's make a song about Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's so good. It's called Clear Eyes Fanzine. <laughs> Fanzine? Uh, by Dan Campbell and Ace Enders. I am pulling it up now. It's from 2019, so last Is year. Is Ace Enders a real name? I feel like that's got to be a stage name. I honestly don't know if that's his real name or if that's the name of his side project. Okay. <laughs> I don't know it's much about cool Ace It's pretty cool regardless, Enders. though. <laughs> yeah how to say uh and it's it's just so fun it's just like from the perspective of different friday night lights characters and it's so great and uh it was just like really fun to like hear this kind of new take on some of the emotions that i felt watching this show cool um unfortunately i am also being stalked by the man i incorrectly fingered as my mother's murderer oh well (laughs) that's unfortunate um you know just kind of bringing you down after you were so high like that uh uh-huh. and he's got an axe to grind. I mean, he's kind of literally maybe. So you should probably Oh yeah, watch that. I mean he's been using my axe grinder. Oh okay, that's what that noise <laughs> was in the my background. House and I was like, "Who's been using my axe grinder?" I was <laughs> wondering what that noise was this whole time in the background. Cotton Weary, the man who <laughs> said murdered my mother. <laughs> well, um yeah, is that <laughs> Like, I don't know what to say to the fact that you are about to die soon. It's going to be terrible for the podcast. Yeah. Unless you can... Uh, uh, agree. That's that's my number one concern, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'll be sad if you die and all that, too. But I'm just thinking about how to fix me and my problems right now. <laughs> I hear you. All right. So, next week, Mothman. Big time. I'm bring Mothman to your door. I'm going to meet him, hang out with him. It's going to be great. I love it. And I love him. Good. You, I love you, you. Thank you, Mikey. I love you, too. Aww. I'm sorry I was so flippant about the fact that you might be killed by a killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing friends do. <laughs> well, friends are also their authentic selves. This is true. All right. I will see you next week with Mothman, Mikey. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>